You're listening to StudiaCast, a podcast created because a few dedicated Studia shippers decided that canon just isn't enough. In order to quench our extreme thirst, we review and discuss the hidden gems of Studia fanfiction. We hope to introduce the fandom to new material while supporting talented authors. This is StudiaCast. Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of StudiaCast, in which we will be talking about... The 2016 <laughs> Comic-Con, um, as you know, this week was Comic-Con, and as a Teen Wolf sh- uh, I almost said Teen Wolf shipper, because I'm that guy, as a Teen Wolf fan, it was a very exciting week for us, um, and so I am here with, I'm Rachel, I'm Ron Guess, I'm on Tumblr, I'm here with... I'm Rosemary, and I row your boat on Tumblr. My name is also Rachel, but I am It's Always Lydia on Tumblr. And we have a super special guest for you guys this week. You're going to freak out. You're going to fangirl. I'm going to drum roll quietly to myself. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Kay, and I'm Styles Vanchi on Tumblr. Hey! Hey, We love Kay. She's like the Julie Andrews of the city of fandom in that she is the queen of this small principality. (laughs) I I think Goldie is the queen of the fandom. Goldie's back, so everyone, you know, watch out. (laughs) Alright, so, guys, um, I guess my first question is, because we're probably going to delve super deep into trailer analysis over the course of this episode, my first question for you guys is, what was something that happened at Comic-Con so far that surprised you? Um, actually, I want to say that Peter being back did surprise me, hmm. because, and that's, but this is, I have like a, a special reason-ish for that was, um, at HowlerCon, I got, in my ticket package, I got to have an autograph from Ian Bowen, and I mentioned... How do you think it would go if Peter met Theo? And he, he got really thoughtful and ponderous and was like, that sounds like a really good idea because Theo would want to be an alpha, but Peter wouldn't want that. I would love to see them meet. And I was like, okay, cool. Thank you for giving such thought and consideration to my question. And then this bitch pops up in the trailer and I'm like, <laughs> Ian, you couldn't give me a knowing wink. You couldn't yeah. like hint that maybe I had a cute idea. Like, no, you just had to be like... No, so I, that surprised me because I thought that maybe that was something we would see in 6B, but that he's back so early in 6A uh, surprised me. Uh, I, I agree, even though it's, uh, I'm not even a Peter fan, but <laughs> I agree. I, I, at first, I was one of those ones that was like, you know, Peter's arc is done because it was done. Like, what else was there? But when he showed up, I'm like, okay, great. Here's Peter Hale. What is he doing? So, I definitely agree. It's him in not a good way, so. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Rosemary? What was I surprised about? Um, not surprised about, but amused about. Okay, so Theo's back, and that's cool. We all expected that he would be back, but how much of it was like, yeah, of course you're going to be back. Mm-hmm. It was We didn't resolve that at all. Of course you are. No one was surprised. Nobody pretended yeah. to be surprised. Nobody answered about it. No one. It was the least subtle return ever because Cody was like, oh, I have to shave my beard and cut my hair for work. Oh, I got to work out for work. And he just then, like, blatantly, like, posted pictures on Instagram of him on set in costume. <laughs> like, no one was surprised at all. No one cared. So I guess it's the... the 
the anti of being surprised, but I, I yeah. thought it was amusing how much they didn't even try. They didn't even try. And usually they're like, they tried Whoa. real hard to hype it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, which is, like, super funny because we're all low-key bitter about these surprise returns. Like, because I'm, Theo is another surprise, but it's also about him because every time I think about Theo, I think about Kira. So it's just... Yeah. I guess I have thoughts. So, my surprise for Comic-Con was definitely hearing Jeff Davis in the Nerd HQ panel say that he doesn't know. He... I don't know if he was joking, but I thought he was serious, and, like, I I was trying to read his tone. I I think that he doesn't know what the plot of 6B is yet. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure he doesn't know. Yeah, he he mentioned that multiple times in, in his interviews. He was, they, when they were like, any plans on 6B? He's like, no idea. They're like, okay, what about the village? He's like, no idea. Are the Ghost Riders going to be in 6B? No idea. I'm like, okay, he's going to wing it. All right, well, okay. Yeah. Jeff Davis it's, just like walks into work on the first day and is like, all right, let's write some television. Based <laughs> telling you, that's because they're going to make into a sitcom called Full Pack, and then that's, that's going to be the last season of the show. I would watch the shit out of that. I would watch the shit out of that show. Okay. I watch Gilmore Girls Team Wolf. But, like, here's the thing. This, like, is, again, why I was kind of surprised and annoyed that Peter's back. If you're going to bring him back, make him be the big endgame villain, because he was the first villain. <laughs> yes! Yeah. Or, like, if not Scott, just Please. Lydia, or just, like, the pack kind of dooming him the way they doom Theo. Yeah. But apparently, literally nothing is permanent in Team Wolf. I've been saying since season three that I want um, Peter to be the like, final villain for the show, like, um, I want Peter and the Nematon to be the, like, two things that they have to close down officially, like, once and for all, boom, before the show ends. Like, if the Nematon is left magical, then I really feel like I will... I know that Jeff Davis always says that he wants to feel like the adventure can continue, but personally, I want Scott McCall to have peace. I'd rather have Scott McCall having peace than the adventure continuing. So I want the Nematon to be, like, burned at the stake or something like that and then i want i want peter like officially dead and i want lydia martin to do it um because then scott can still be a true alpha but it'll it'll still be under the jurisdiction of his pack like i want scott and lydia to have a conversation about it and for him to say like if you wanted to kill him you can And, and like it's a very premeditated thing and it's a very powerful moment for lydia um but it's not scott losing his true alpha status so anyways that's what i think What I I don't want to happen is I don't want there to be, like, a redemption arc for Peter. Mm. Um, I think we're kind of past that. I think that'll kind of undermine everything. Like, and I... I think they've built up this great thing with the character that you don't know what side he's going to be on, and he works with mm-hmm. different people at different times. And I'm okay with that happening, and I'm okay if he dies when he happens to be working for the right side. But I don't want there to be a, and we now love Peter, and now this is a redemption thing. I don't think he's earned that. I think that undermines what he did to everybody, particularly Lydia. Um, I think... If he's gonna die, it needs to be now, and she doesn't do it. I agree. Yeah. I think they're setting up with a redemption arc for Theo. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to do the whole bleach on Theo. He's a new man. He's yeah. he's the whole. It's just going to be ridiculous, and I'm just yeah. pretty much expecting Will, it at this point. Will Wallace retweeted something about oh, and, and or the team. Oh, Will Wallace. Um, think about that. Where. Basically, somebody said, you know, I kind of love the idea of Theo sort of being, like, this tormented guy, like, kind of broken, and he's back trying to make good with Scott's pack. And uh, one of the two of them, maybe both of them, retweeted that, and I just remember thinking, oh, God, no. 
No, no. Especially because he keeps implying in his interviews that fear is going to be there for 6B. Like, I really thought that maybe it was just 6A. They were going to, they were going to use Theo to guide them through, like, hell or whatever. That's, like, my current theory. Um, and then get to, like, the underworld where Styles is, and then they were going to leave him there. But I, the way Cody Christian is doing interviews, I really think yeah. that he's going to be a featured, like, member of the pack in 6B. No. And I'm like, you know what would be fun? is if we had female people in the pack. Wouldn't that be super fun? Yeah. I think that that would be, but it's, it's, just, it's too much, like, right? And I'm like, okay, Theo's on a redemption arc, so what does this mean? Bromance for Scott and Theo? Which I'm not really here for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have been absolutely if, not. I, yeah, I would have been if you know before the whole him killing him thing went down and whatever. But I'm not here for it now. I just mm-hmm. I feel like Theo is isn't really needed. I mean, he's a compelling character. I'll give him that. But it's just eh, I don't really think he should stick around. And it's funny that quote that Will Wallace. Uh, whatever he said, I think he, it was a retweet you said, right? That was um, outside of the Scott Pack thing. That was like almost a direct quote from Cody. Mm-hmm. In one of the interviews I read, I was like, great. We're not going to get rid of Theo. I think he's going to stay here to pretty much the series finale. Yeah. Well, and I love to hate Theo. I do. But that was such a cool moment for Kira when he finally, like, died that we knew he was mm-hmm. really dead. It was such an awesome moment for her. So I feel like, okay, we got rid of her. We can undo this now. And it that, yeah, that's the main thing that bothers me. Yeah. Because even if I liked Theo, I think I would be pretty mad that Kira's last act of protection for the pack was to get rid of Theo, and then they un- not even they undid it. Liam, this freaking baby child, takes her sword that she doesn't need when she's going to the Skinwalkers and unleashes Theo. Like, if I was Scott, I would ground Theo's ass into the next dimension and then he can find Styles, but they leave Theo. But they leave Theo and Liam there. Are you sure like, it's Kira's sword? Yeah, then it li- it lit up. I just like didn't, I don't want it to be true. <laughs> why does why yeah. does he have that? How? Okay, if it's not Kira's sword, why is a magical katana that can open portals to hell so easy to recreate? It looked like it. And, and where it did, did you get look it like from? It. Is that is that where Kira's parents come in? Um... <laughs> I'm just so so salty about it. But again. Why didn't you send your daughter with her weapon that she's supposed to be learning to use over her foxness? Maybe they have a the spare. A spare? Maybe it's know. her mom. I don't on a bus. I don't like it. I think it's stupid. I want her back for six feet. They're not going to do it, but I want it. <clears throat> so that was a lot of... Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> and we're salty again. No, I, um... <laughs> all right, so let's... It let's, is the biggest bullshit. Let's be less salty. You know what's not salty? No, I actually don't have this tie-in. Like, it came to me and I lost it. Don't like it. You know what's not not salty? Lydia's face from crying. Um, That is not not salty. Okay. So, one cool thing that's come out of the Comic-Con interviews um, is Jeff talking a little bit more about exploring Banshee mythology this season. And I, for one, am hella pumped to explore anything that has to do with Lydia Martin. Um, but yeah. I was wondering what you guys thought about how Lydia's mythology was going to tie in with the mythology of the season. I'm, in, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm intrigued to the whole 
the scene in the trailer with Lydia, and I'm assuming that's another banshee. I, yeah, she looks like the traditional, the traditional more hag-like banshee because she's older and she's wearing this like almost older clothing too. So I'm like, I'm really, really hyped about that scene because it's like almost like a showdown of who's stronger. Like Lydia, I think it's Lydia that's holding her off, and then she's got her thing going. And I'm like, I'm really, really excited about how their powers how they're similar mm-hmm. and how they're different, who's more powerful, even though the, the other Banshee is obviously older, but there's a chance that Lee could still be stronger. So I'm really, really excited for Jeff to mm-hmm. give us the, the details on that. I'm really happy about that. Well, it's about motherfucking time. Let's flesh out our female characters yes. a little bit. Like, that's all I can think of. Like, thank God, you better not fuck this up, but it's Jeff Davis, so he will. I'm, I'm oh, what a douche. Um, no, but I'm excited for that opportunity for her, and I hope he doesn't fuck it up. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, of course, thrilled being the resident mythology nerd on Studio Cast. I'm going to make you a limited card. <laughs> <laughs> um, because Banshee mythology, a lot like werewolf mythology, is really rich, really in-depth, and we just haven't gotten into that at all other than the way that she can use her voice, which is a cool new trick because that's something that is different. Um I loved how Lydia was able to control her scream to the point where it's just directed at the woman in the trailer, which is the same thing that the other woman was doing. Mm-hmm. So Meredith's lessons with Lydia really sunk in and worked, and that was awesome. But I think that what's most exciting for me is going to be to see, like, every step of the way, what she does, it's going to be partially because she's a banshee. It's not yeah. just going to be, like, a magic get-out-of-free card. Because I think that they can do really cool stuff with Banshee stuff. Yeah. I, I hope they don't give her more of those, like, well, the Banshee's having an off day moments. I hope oh. that she's constantly engaging. And since Holland said she had a pretty emotionally exhausting season, I, I think that's a good, a good bet. She said she was having right. breakdowns all over the place. I think that Lydia cries a lot this season. And normally she I'd be like, was. uh-oh, I'm not loving this. But... Because of the fact that I feel like the characters are constantly forced to bottle their emotions, I'm actually okay with them, like, finally being able to release those and, like, be emphatically emotive towards something. Am I thrilled that it's Lydia? No. Am I thrilled that it's Lydia about styles? Yes. From this season one where she had that persona all the time, it is such a contrast that, I mean, like, I'm not thrilled about it, but it's interesting character development. Yeah, I agree. Definitely true. When was the last time we saw Lydia cry that hard? Allison. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we, 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 yeah, we've seen her uh, shed tears, but you know, Lydia has been, is she's been having a rough season and a half, and I'm like, okay, let her feel, and it, and it seems like season six, at least six A, she's going to be able to do that. I'm, I'm happy that yeah. she's going to be able to release her emotions. Well, yeah, like, though, that she oh. didn't say there was anything physical going on with Lydia. I was like, does this mean she's not going to get anything more than a paper cut? Yeah. Oh, I think we're all team keep Lydia at the hospital. Forever. Oh, God. Forever, like... I just, like, I don't want to see her, like, breaking down constantly throughout the season. I hope that it's just a couple. I just, I'm worried that she'll be constantly, like, I would love to see her, like, have this big emotional fallout of everything. I would love to see her break down, like, once, maybe twice, and, like, I want there to be a purpose for the breakdown and for there to be a resolution for it, like, 
I want it to be around Scott or Styles or someone who can comfort her. I don't want her to be by herself sobbing constantly throughout the season. Uh, which is what I'm worried about because I just hate the idea of Lydia, you know, being all alone and crying and uh, just like really, I think uh, maybe some of the crying comes from her missing Styles and that's sad on so many levels because sure he'd want that but like he'd know it was wrong. <laughs> okay, so now um, I've been getting a bunch of asks about the Jeff Pitchfork comment. So, um, I was wondering, like, everybody's been saying, why does he think that we're gonna go after him with pitchforks? And I think it just has to do with the plot twist at the end of the episode where Styles gets taken, but I wanted to see if you guys were on the same page as me. I don't want to be the whole, duh. I don't want to do, the, I don't want to be that part, but duh. Because <laughs> Styles is going to get taken. Spoiler alert. I mean, Styles is going to be taken at the end. And I think Stevia fans are going to be mad, obviously, because we know after all these years, they're going to finally get together, and then poof, he's gone. I yeah. think that's why, that's what I think he meant by that. I think that Jeff was just over-exaggerating, kind of saying, like, ha-ha, yeah, you're going to get this epic city moment in episode one, and then he's going to get taken away, and they're going to be apart for the majority of the season, and they're going to come after him with pitchforks, but I think he's just over-exaggerating how, well, and maybe for some people he won't be over-exaggerating, but I don't think that as a whole we're going to be marching on him, because this has been so telegraphed since we knew that Dylan was going to be contracted to film the death care at the same time as season six. Even before he was injured, we knew he wasn't going to be available as yeah. much. And when Jeff said he and Dylan talked about a plot line and that Styles would definitely be in the season in some capacity, people put it together and were like, he's going to get kidnapped, he's going to get hurt, something's going to happen where he's going to be MIA. And also, Holland's been talking pretty frequently over the past couple days about how Lydia and Styles' relationship is pretty much a central relationship of the season. Um, and I think that it, that in mm, that emphasizes even more that they're going to end up being together romantically before he gets taken. Like, maybe even ten minutes before. Because, yeah. um... I don't think that there would be as big of an emotional fallout, and Lydia wouldn't be able to feel all the emotions of what it was um, in a way that the audience could see um, if she didn't kind of know that she was... She had feelings for someone who had feelings for her, too. Like, it's Lydia. She protects herself. She guards herself. And um, I think that hearing that Styles likes her as well would effectively be a great way to get her to like lower her guard and kind of return to the world of I've been the breath's been knocked out of me and I'm feeling things again and now he's gone and it just like spirals from there okay I just had a lot of feels I agree I think um the whole city I think there's going to be a build up to whatever declaration I think there is going to be definitely some romantic fallout it has to be otherwise I mean, we know they're close, we know they're best friends, we know they're this, this, and that, but I'm like, I feel like the little scene that we got, there's like, there was a lot of emotion in that scene, so I definitely think some romantic things are going to happen with Cydia before he's taken. I think that scene is post-kiss. See, and we were talking about this before we started recording. I don't know if I want that in the first episode because I think that, um, because again, because we know that Styles is going to get taken. It was 
spelled out even more clearly in the trailer than it was before we had the trailer. I'm like, don't give it to me and then immediately take it away. Like, I'll wait for it if you promise to give me something good. But nah. stop with this. Like, we've been doing the, the teasing game for, like, five, seven seasons, <laughs> let's say, because uh, of A's and, A's and B's. I, I think it's going to almost feel anticlimactic, except it it really won't, but it'll just kind of make me, it'll be like, okay, we can check off that box. Emotional kiss before he gets kidnapped. I would rather them have, like, an actual conversation in, like, the five minutes that they have before he gets kidnapped about how they feel about each other to kind of cement that, like, she's really not gonna forget him as best as she can and that, you know, his feelings are still there if she's worried that they were gone and that her feelings are there and he can know that before he gets taken I feel like we can have both, though. Like, I am of the opinion that we're going to get a conversation and a kiss, only because Styles literally thinks that he's about to be erased from the fabric of the universe. And if you're in love with a girl for 10 years, since you were 8 years old and you're 18, you don't go, huh, I'm about to be erased from the fabric of the universe. I have one shot in the rest of my life to tell the girl that I'm in love with that I'm in love with her. I'm going to just, like, slough that off and, like, not not kiss her. Well, like, it's not like he would... The conversation would be not emotional. I just, like... And we don't know how it happens. We don't know if he's taken while yeah. he's talking to her. That would suck. Or, like, while... Like, so if... It, it guess it depends on how it plays out yeah. and what pieces happen. Because if he's, like, trying to run away, I don't, it's really, it's hard to tell from the trailer, obviously. They purposely make the trailer really confusing. I would rather have, like, the most epic kiss when he gets rescued and then, like, have a couple episodes where they can kiss as much as they want. (laughs) Well, that's a dangerous proposition. (laughs) (laughs) I would love a reunion kiss. I really feel like whether or not we get a kiss in the first episode or between the two of them, there'll there'll be a reunion kiss. Like I think that we're gonna end this yeah. season with three city kisses total. Um, the panic attack kiss, and then possibly the first episode kiss, and then definitely the reunion kiss. Oh yeah. Which hopefully, which it'll be in six ten. I'm hoping, but you never know what you have, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering if they would have... It would be kind of like getting Lydia out of Iken was a back end of the season, and then they had to deal with Labette. I'm wondering if um, they get Styles in, like, 6-8, 6-9, and then the last episode, they have to fight... Because um, I thought I could have sworn that Jeff had once given an interview that there were going to be three villains, and we assumed Wild Hunt, the Dread Doctor's little pet alpha, and Mysterious Door number three. Is that Peter? Is Peter going to be revealed in 610? Like, they're either going to get Styles back and then at the same time realize that they've just unleashed Peter, and somehow maybe he kills the alpha Nazi werewolf. Peter's an alpha again, and goddamn fucking shit. <laughs> so season four? Yeah, exactly, season four. Wow. Go back to that again? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they keep recycling Peter Hale. Why not his plot lines? Oh. Actually, that makes sense. That And that <laughs> would be a great plot line for six... I mean, not great, but it would be small. It would be, like, a very, um... Like, okay, we have to kill Peter would be a great plot line for 6B just because they could spend most of the season focusing on prom, graduation, each other... Flea Rider comes Horizontal, <laughs> horizontal yeah. makeouts on Style Stolinski's just like off the top of my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But, and the other thing that would be interesting, if they had Peter, you know, just do what he do and kill the, the alpha werewolf. Um, and I have some theories about how this could be, but uh, I almost said Scott. Posey said that <laughs> this <Same> werewolf <laughs> is, <laughs> is a little bit different. And I was, and I don't think that's just because he's, you know, uh, several decades older than he should be. Nazi werewolf alpha. I think he's got to have something else going on with him. And if you have read my long trailer thing of word vomit, you know what I think that is. <laughs> Basically, I think that somehow the Nazi werewolf is tied in with the Wild Hunt because I think we see in a flashback him fighting a Ghost Rider. I'm actually. Pretty much, like, that's 100%. Like, if I could get you the screen grabs, that's what's happening. Um, and it looks like he might also be a whip-wielding one. Um, and it also yeah. looks like he could potentially have called the Wild Hunt to Beacon Hills, and I think he traps them there. Uh, and that's why they're stuck in Beacon Hills. And they just start taking people to be in the hunt because it's like... Um, you know, when your truck's stuck in the mud and you're trying to get out and the wheels keep spinning, you're kicking up dirt and making a mess and no one's going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So they're just picking up dirt, making a mess, kidnapping people, because that's what they know how to do, because they can't leave Beacon Hills. Now I'm thinking about the, the Nazi werewolf. Uh, I think he's the guy that works at the police station with Parrish, right? If I'm... He's, a, he's another generic-looking blonde guy, isn't he? I thought they were the same person, too. I literally thought they were the same guy. I was like, oh, it's that guy! I mean, as soon as they... Like, every time I saw that guy who works at the, at the police station, I was thinking, this is actual a poster that they would have put out in World War II for the ideal dude to join their party. Like, this would be the Aryan ideal boy. So I thought he was going to turn out evil, and then he didn't. Maybe he's going to switch and be with something else. Maybe the Nazi werewolf will bite him. But I didn't think it was the same. I The only reason I knew it wasn't was because they said that the Nazi werewolf is also a new teacher at the school. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, that's... Because why hire competent educators outside of Ken Yukimura? Apparently, Jeff Davis has a quarrel complex. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, one thing I wanted to ask about, because I am confused, is um, how do you guys think that time travel is going to play into this season? Because Holland keeps making reference to playing into different time periods, and we've got, like, all this stuff about 80s, and um, also I was looking at the interactive uh, 360 videos that they were releasing earlier today on the MTV official YouTube channel, and it kind of looked to me like the Ghost Riders were emerging from, like, portals, and I'm wondering if those portals were from different times, and that's how they traveled, but, like, I don't, I don't understand how the, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Do you guys have any theories? Uh, well, we know they go back to the 80s for a reason. Uh, I'm thinking that's where they find the uh, other Banshee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's uh, going to tie to that. Um, I don't know. We I know they go back to Germany. I guess that's supposed to be tied to the Nazi world. But I don't even know yeah. how any of this ties to styles. But I guess that's the Nazi werewolf and then the uh, ghost riders are all tied together. But I don't even know how they're going to leak it link it all together. It seems, already seems confusing, even when Ty Fulton said that it's going to be straightforward. I'm like, because she said, I know Holland said 30 seconds in to the premiere, you're going to know it's a time. Uh, I guess we're going to go do a flashback, and I'm like, already, huh? 30 seconds in? 
And she never said, obviously, what year, but I don't know. I'm just as confused as everybody else. So I think the Germany one is just a straight-up flashback to explain the Nazi werewolf's origin stories and how he ended up with the Dread Doctors and why they were even interested in him, because they obviously couldn't turn him into a vessel for the beast, but they kept him. So I think that's just going to be an explanation of his past. As for the 80s stuff and how we're going to know that time plays a huge part in the season, I think that the Wild Hunt kind of operates outside of time and space because they're supposed to be one of their main many features is a supernatural cleanup crew. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're right. I think the Banshee lady is maybe trapped in the 80s. Um, in my notes for the trailer, I noted that not only does the neighborhood just look like old and abandoned, but all the cars are specifically much older models. Yeah. Yeah, so I think she's got to either be trapped in that house or she is going to give them a flashback to the 80s as well, and maybe her and Lydia can sort of, like... Because we heard that we're going to learn about how Banshees communicate, so maybe she's going to sort of show Lydia the past by listening to the voices of the dead who lived then. But I I, I don't know why or how time is going to be such a big part in the season, because that does sound, in its nature, a completely confusing subject. Especially Like, when you're messing with time, like, what can you... like? What can you do? J.K. Rowling purposely destroyed all the time turners because she got annoyed with asking, que- answering questions about, well, can't they just go back in time and fix this? Well, can't they just use the time turners to do that? And then she was just like, um, no, they can't because they're all broken. Also, I really liked anymore. how Teen Wolf never played with time travel. Like, I don't want the pack to be able to travel back in time. Like, I'm okay with them being able to, like, see back in time but not be active participants and, like, go back in time. And if it kind of looks like that's going to happen and I'm a little bit... You don't want them to, like, go to a club in the 80s and do drugs? Do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> Last night, I made Maggie cry by talking to her about Styles giving a child... A bath with his wedding ring, all soapy from bubbles. Like, do you honestly think I want to see them taking drugs at a club in the eighties? That's why I was kidding. <laughs> okay. It's well, like but the other thing that's really confusing is that they looked for <laughs> photo doubles for Holland and Dylan, but specifically season one and two, Dylan. So it's like, why are we going back to early styles? Like, are we? Why do we need to see from far away a buzz cutted boy? <laughs> Lydia's yeah. gonna chase him. Okay, this is my theory. This is my theory. Earlier, earlier, earlier today, Holland gave an interview, and she said that, and someone was like, what is your, mm, what, is the, what was the question, mother of pants? It was like, oh, freak on a steak. I can't remember anymore. I can't remember the question. Holland, earlier today, mentioned the white room that Styles' head was in with the Nagitsune, and she heavily implied, and then backtracked, Quickly, she heavily implied that the white mind room was coming back. Someone was like, I don't know what the question was, but I was like, did you just spoil that the white mind comes back? And then she, like, goes back, and she's like, so yeah, it's like a similar thing to that. They have to, like, dig deep into their minds. And I went, you just accidentally spoiled something, didn't you? So I think the white room set's coming back, and she's gonna chase Buzzcut Styles around. Just kidding. I don't. I yeah. don't know if he's gonna chase him, but you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I can see that happening. Uh, I think maybe it's gonna be one of their attempts to go. Maybe I don't know if it's a banshee vision or if it's a failed attempt after the first failed attempt to go find Styles. 
maybe they come across styles, but it's not theirs. It's styles, but not that styles. You know, like younger version. <gasps> because I think oh. with the time jumps, I think oh they've jumped too far. Oh. Yeah, they're gonna jump. They're gonna throw things off. Like wait, oh crap, we went too far back. This, you know, you know, buzz cut styles, and they're going. I think there's a possibility that we might be seeing multiple versions of styles, and they don't know which one they're supposed to be saving. And meanwhile, the real styles is just sitting back with Peter, getting annoyed with Peter, right. wherever they are. So I think we're going to be seeing multiple versions of styles. Lydia might be, or Scott might be, but I'm pretty sure this. I don't know because I feel like the tether thing is going to play. Very, very big problem. And I think that's is that's what's going to keep her seeing him because we know that you know everybody's going to lose their memory. I feel like Lydia's going to eventually, but I think parts of her is going to continue to remember, and I think that's what's going to keep her for seeing keep her seeing the multiple styles. You know, she doesn't know who she's saying. Cool. I mean, she doesn't know who she's seeing, but she's like this guy, this you know, this boy keeps showing up in my. I keep visiting him. Buzz cut style. She, he's sitting next to her, or she doesn't know who he is, but you know he keeps popping up, and then eventually they're like, okay, when they all eventually get their memories back, okay, we need to go find the real styles. Mm-hmm. I think that's okay, I get it. So he's yeah. like slowly being erased from super past memories, like of season one and two, but because she has the connection with him, because she's a banshee, she mm-hmm. would see like you know season one styles at his locker, like, maybe she'd hear the door slam and she'd look, and then he'd be walking that way. And then the actual styles would pop up on her other side, and she'd be like, oh, yeah. you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So that would be interesting, because that would be a good way to sort of start out the season really quick, too, with her experiencing these very strange visions, and then, because we would know, like, did she just see younger styles? And that would be kind of like a time thing. Because in the trailer, you notice they have all these shots of Lee, like she's running down the hallway or she's looking far in the distance. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, those are like really odd shots. I know she's probably seeing the ghost riders or whatever, but I feel like part of those might be she might have saw Styles. She doesn't know. He looks (laughs) suspect. She kind of, you know, she keeps seeing this boy, variations of the same boy with butt short hair, longer hair. And I think Mm -hmm. eventually she's going to be basically chasing a ghost, if you really will. Ooh, good tie back to one of the original spoilers of the season, which was this season can be described as a ghost story. I love it. Suddenly Ghost by Halsey fits so much better in Dissidia. A lot of the stuff that came out of Comic-Con kind of confused what my original, like, somewhat firm idea of how the mythology was going to work. It, like, messed with it all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I have a completely different view of the season than I did yesterday but i mean look just it was it was crazy the way i mean uh one of the things we haven't talked about yet which i feel like we have to um is how apparently this season Siles's name is going to be an extremely relevant plot line well we all know that um k has called what his name was mayonnaise we, we don't know it's unfortunately he's just a generic not even <laughs> Not even helmet. He's just, he's just mayonnaise. <gasps> um, I another it thing that I think that I think that Holland almost gave something away in the interview in an interview today. Um, she was talking about how she what she there was like a fake substitute name in the script, and when she and then when she actually got onto set and she she said something like, and when I and Jeff and Jeff goes. 
careful, careful Holland. And I was like, oh, does Lydia say the fucking name? Like, did he think that think she so. was gonna? Did did he think that she was I gonna talk so. about pronouncing it? So I think she. I think she says it. She's gonna do the whole Mason. I mean, again, it's one of those exactly. I was gonna say as soon as that Mason plotline happened, and we had already kind of been hearing that Dylan was gonna be in a different capacity, but there in season six, I was. I, you immediately could get an idea. Like, they're going to just do this again. They're no. going to make her Banshee yell or something Styles' his real name, and wherever, whatever is keeping him from the pack is going to fall away, and then they're going to be able to get him or he's going to come back. And it's just so disappointing that they use this for Mason. And, like... Just because we love it, you, Mason, by the way. We love exactly. you, Mason. Oh, I love Mason. Like, I'm, I'm so happy this is an amazing Mason... Problem. I'm so happy that Mason being turned into a horrible monster did not lead into his death. I am so happy that he is not even going to be changed in terms of being a darker person or, like, now he has powers. I'm so glad that Mason can still be the bright sunshine ball he is. But if you're going to use this plotline in what you're suspecting is going to be the last season of your show, like, don't use it the season before, too. (laughs) It does seem like a waste, though. I mean, I love Mason, but I'm like, you tell Jeff didn't think of this. He's like, oh, you know what? This would be a perfect way to reveal Styles' real name. I don't know why his real name continues to be a thing. I swear, it's, like, been the most consistent thing on the show since, you know, Stadia. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> That's but funny. Like, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like... I. Uh, like, I guess I'll take it. I mean, we, we were going to find out his name eventually. We still don't know his father's name, not that I really care. But um, yeah. I guess that's the way they're going to do it. I, I'm getting, I'm picturing the whole Slim Shady thing in my head where it's like a whole bunch of styles and leaves yeah. the real name. And then the real He stand up. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> he stands up. And I'm like, I'm, I know this probably isn't how it's going to go down, obviously. But I'm like, I just feel like what makes her call his name? Like, what was what says it? What does it? I mean, is he going to be in a trance? Because in the trailer, obviously, we don't know that much. But he looks, seems okay. He seems to be the saner ones. But I guess eventually going to end up like the people that he's mm-hmm. with. They all seem more... Yeah. Uh, not really dead, but... Yeah, it looks like they... In a lot of the stills, they look very bewildered. And in the one where... Styles is sitting opposite Lydia, um, where oh. there's a, a wall between them. Too soon. They, they're all just sitting in the like train station benches, staring straight ahead as if they don't care about anything. Like they're not talking to each other. So I almost wonder if once the wild hunt takes you, and this is something that kind of crops up a couple times in fairy lore, if you, it's like with and with um Greek mythology, Hades and Persephone. If you eat something in a realm you don't belong in, or if they do something to you, you're stuck there, and you you forget, and you don't belong in the other world anymore. So I'm wondering if maybe the longer you're kept there, the less you forget about your other world where you belong, and so when they finally can, you know, break through that wall to get to him, then, you know, they're going to see all these people not moving, staring straight ahead, and... They're gonna, and that's how they're gonna get styled, anyways, out of the funk, if you will. I guess that's what Jeff meant by they're gonna have to realize what their connections to him are, mm-hmm. Lydia, Malia, and Scott. And I'm like, 
okay? We know the connection between you. Skyle's obviously best friends. Malia, the human anchor thing. I have my opinions on that, but I'm going to keep the salt to a minimum. Um, but, <laughs> um, uh, Stidia, obviously, the emotional tether thing. I think they're, they're going to have to realize that eventually. And I, I guess Skyle's going to forget that, too. Eventually, maybe. And they're going to have to, you know reach out to him, I guess, in a way where she says her... I, I still feel like the name thing is so random. Like, I don't even understand. Like, Lydia says his name, and that's supposed to connect him to all three of those people again. I don't really understand how that goes, but... Maybe Banshees can draw on energy from other people, and then using their voice, send it out as, like, a beacon to find someone. And well, also, despite the fact that they're on different planes of, like, reality or the universe or whatever... They're, this is like a mirror world. Their souls Money. are still tied together. So, I mean, yeah. that could have some sort of influence on it. Like, I was I was thinking about um, it in application to, like, the idea of, like, Jane Eyre and how this is, like, a total side note. This is not, this doesn't contribute anything to this podcast. Um, about how, like, what, he can't speak her name for like, months or, like, maybe even years because it hurts too much to speak her name. And the first time he speaks her name, she hears it, and it, it like, makes her able to find him. That's a really good point, that to sort of find him, they have to, you know, say his name or Lydia's got to call to him, and then he'll kind of know where to go to sort of meet them halfway. Because in the trailer, we see him and Peter and maybe a third guy. It was kind of unclear. Um, yeah. looks like Marty from Gilmore Girls. I was like, what are you doing here? Really? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, when you guys were talking about the real Slim Shady, please standing up. Um, <laughs> I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to put that in the right tense. Um, I was having this image of, like, Lydia and, like, Scott and Malia, like, and maybe Liam, I forget that he exists sometimes, having to break into the maybe. underworld and, like, break in there and, like, grab the people or, like, get Styles out and, like, and, like, they, like, walk in and they can't find him and then, like, I just had this image of, like, Lydia saying his name, whether it was Styles or his real name, and, like, Styles just, like, standing up and, like, the look okay. on his face, seeing her for the first time and realizing that she remembers him and she came to get him. Uh, and I got fucked up while you guys were talking. I'm, like, sitting here just, like, uh, kind of rocking back and forth, like, my kids. <laughs> that's so much more romantic than if it was, like, a Beetlejuice type thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the other thing. Is like, oh, it's like, oh, it's going to be real cute. Lydia's doing that deep scream voice. <laughs> What are your guys' favorite moments in the trailer? Oh, all the I mean, my header might give you an idea on Tumblr. It's the, you'll forget me, I won't. So. Okay, there's a... Uh, okay. I know there's a debate. I know. It's like, I, is it you'll forget me or don't forget me? It's you'll. <laughs> I think it's you'll. I think it's also just shotting it, shoddy editing. Yeah, yeah I was going like, to say, it's like one of those things where they for some reason, wanted to edit out the beginning of his sentence. Yeah. And when they were doing it, they clipped the first word of the phrase because Dylan probably said it so that those two words blended together and it would be way weirder if there was a half a word in front of it. There's so many gifts says with the wrong one. Uh, yep. But I'll say the, uh, the wall scene. I feel like that scene is just oozes angst. I, I feel like that 
is more angsty than the you'll forgive me scene yeah. because I feel like oh yes they're both they're both on in obviously different worlds Lydia she's holding something we can go into that whatever with uh-huh. the hand with the car with the uh, notes or whatever but I'm like I feel like obviously we know that has something to do with Sally she's like break it down it's like she yeah. collapses onto the wall and she slides down in, in tears and it's not like a, a you know a simple she's like bawling bawling in mm-hmm. styles and I, and I know he obviously can't hear her but I was like can he hear her like what if he can hear her like he, they're like parallel like on the mm-hmm. back yeah. beautiful it's so aesthetically pre- like pleasing yes and it's like so angsty cause you know, because I don't know, I personally think this is, like, in the second episode, but she knows she's not supposed to, whatever she, she made a, I feel like she knows she made a promise. She doesn't even remember what it is, but it, it everything is fading, and it's fading fast, and, you know, she's supposed to be holding on to something, and she finds maybe something in the house that ties to, that reminds her of Styles or something, and then it just breaks her down, and I feel like that scene is just so anxious, I think that's going to kill me. I don't yeah. even think I'm going to make it to the I reunion. Mean, like we were talking about before, <laughs> we haven't seen Lydia break down like this since Allison died. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is full on the emotion when Allison died in her face. The uh, the wall oh. scene was also, I hate to be cliche, but my favorite of the whole trailer was the, the wall. When it, when I saw that for the first time, I, like, I don't know if y- uh, y'all probably weren't on Tumblr, but, like, I vanished from Tumblr um, for, like, 35 minutes after the trailer came out, and when I came back, I had, like, 50 asks, and I was like, oops. Um, but I, I couldn't believe it happened. I, like, paused it, and I, like, looked over at my friend, and I was like, are you seeing this shit? But, like, not that calmly. I I just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that that is the most couple-y thing I have ever seen Teen Wolf do. Like, Scott has grabbed Kira's ass while they're making out, and I still think this is more couple-y than that. This is still the most couple-y thing of all time. Because, I think it's because Teen Wolf has built Stidia on pure emotion just obviously it's like the only emotional like heavy emotional relationship on the show so every scene especially in 6a since i think they're gonna go through it with the longing and the missing each other i feel like all five seasons worth of studio the feelings the the running around each other the will they want they it's all gonna end up in that one in 6a and it's gonna destroy us this is yeah it's gonna destroy us I think we're hella lucky that they decided to renew because um, if they had gotten together at the end of 5B, this we wouldn't have had a Stidia season. We would have had Styles rescuing Lydia and Styles and Lydia getting together in the last couple episodes and that was it. And the fact that they renewed when they really thought it was going to be the last season, um, we're, we're so lucky that they chose to to renew it so we can get this like really Cydia heavy season um I think that they realized finally that their the fact that they weren't making their show character based enough was boring people to tears and it wasn't helping their plots um and so I think that they went what's our strongest emotional bond Cydia we have to lose Dylan O'Brien anyways for this season so let's make this a love letter to Lydia a love letter to Cydia and a love letter to the relationships between all of the characters with Cydia captaining that 
Well, and it's such a, it's it's a much stronger way to tell that story than yeah. if they had just been like, all right, he saved her, let's kiss. I mean, it's it's. But they toyed but, with that idea. Mm-hmm. They did, and you know what? If that had happened, would I have been mad? Probably not too mad as long as to give us together. But this is such a better way to do it, and I'm glad they went this way. I, I would just say that I wish they had handled the end of season five better with all of the characters because they made a huge point of them getting together in the beginning of 5B, and then it seemed like once they rescued Lydia, they all dispersed and kept mm. leaving her places. <laughs> and I was like, all right, guys, like, that's cool, I guess. You know, not a fragile, hole-in-her-head teenage girl or anything. Shoddy writing, shoddy writing. It's because the yeah. writers are terrified of writing them together. They don't know how to do it. They don't understand. They understand what makes the relationship great, but they're afraid that as soon as they put them together, they're gonna, they're gonna not, they're going to show that they don't quite understand, like, the intrinsic core of what the fans love about the relationship as well as they think they do. So instead of writing them together and taking a chance and just working, like, at it, they just don't put them together and they continue to, they won't even let them speak to each other because they're afraid that they'll, like, lose control over the characters and, like, they'll have conversations that aren't what the writers want. And I'm like, guys, you can write what you want, but make it mm-hmm. believable. Like, just just make it believable. I don't believe that this would happen to your characters. The, you're trying so hard to, like, not put them together yet because you want to wait and keep people waiting that you're writing imposters. You're writing in imposters. Yeah. In circles. That's true, too. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say about the trailer, since we kind of mentioned it before, is it was great in that it gave us a really good idea of what Lydia's arc and Styles' arc is going to be, um, but I don't feel like I know what Scott and Malia are doing, um, other than what we've gotten from some behind the scenes. Like, obviously Scott is going to be heavily involved in getting Styles back with Lydia and Malia. Yeah. Obviously Scott is going to be kind of trying to lead by example with Liam while he's trying to do something with his own little mini pack. But outside of being, you know, kind of helper in both of those instances, I don't know what he's doing. And Malia, I have no, no idea what she's doing other than, I guess, trying to deal with her rapidly expanding powers since she's able to shift back into coyote form now. Yeah. Jeff said that at the panel that Peter was going to stir up trouble with Malia's family problems, but you're right. We didn't see any of that with the trailer and people who were like this was the Cydia trailer in a lot of ways they were definitely right and it's because they know that the fandom A is mostly Cydia shippers and B is bored out of their minds but I don't think that this is an accurate reflection of the season I think that there's going to be a lot more 2.0 than we think there's going to be from this trailer and they were just giving us the goods because they know that we don't give a damn shit about 2.0 and what we want to see is Styles Lady and Scott I, I agree. I I said I told my sister the other yesterday. Really, I was like, you know, nobody really asked about uh, Malia in any of these interviews, which was hard because Shelly wasn't there. So. That's true. No. But like, but when I was uh, Jeff's interviews, I'm like, okay, as the executive producer, naturally he's supposed to have to say something about Malia. I mean, sure. obviously they won't ask Holland and Tyler Posey or whoever about um, Malia's storyline, but I mean, Jeff has a sense and only thing he kept saying was Peter. And I'm like, okay, how much trouble is Peter going to cause if he's with Styles? Exactly. Like, like, so I'm like, okay, well, I call bull. This is so weird <laughs> because another thing I thought was that the Wild Hunt, and I think Rachel was on the same wavelength with me on this, we thought the Wild Hunt was going to take humans who were too aware of the supernatural. We did both think that. And that was one of the ways that they marked them. Peter is 
despite how he like kind of lost his powers, he's he's back to being a full werewolf more or less. So the only reason I could think that the Wild Hunt in their capacity as cleanup crew would want to take him would be is if in like the first episode or it, maybe he's taken after Styles because he's kind of like dropping hints to Mr. Tate like about Malia being a were coyote. Um, and then the Wild Hunt are kind of like, you know, nope, we're not going to stand for that shit. And then they just like yank him out of there. That's the only thing I could think of to make both of those plots exist together. Because <laughs> I, I got the impression that they had Peter this whole time, which is why we didn't see him in mm-hmm. 5B. Okay. I, and I'm like, okay. So that he's because in the trailer, I also got the impression that he's been there for a while. He seems to know more about what he's telling Styles that they've already forgotten us. You've all, you know, whatever he said. I'm like, okay, so obviously he knows more and he's been here longer. So yeah, yeah, I got that impression. That's a really good point. Actually, I forgot about how he was talking. I think that we might be wrong about the supernatural cleanup crew thing, Rachel, as much as I hate to admit that. Because no, that's something that Posey said. He said it's one of their, their abilities. They can do lots of different things. But then I feel like I feel like what happens is... I f- okay, here's what I got from Comic-Con today. Or yesterday, maybe. I think that what happens is they come because they're a supernatural cleanup crew and they're aware of the beacon that Beacon Hills is. But when they get stuck, they start doing it too much and they start they get bored and listless and they're stuck so they just start like so instead of going after people who know about the supernatural they just go after everybody because they don't have anything else to do while they're there and that's when it becomes like an actual huge problem but regardless of that styles would have been taken anyways so the thing that i'm wondering is why did they have why did they make the choice that they were going to put other people in town at risk as well why wouldn't they make it like just about the pack like kind of being selfish and like going in and like getting one of their own in the 360 did you guys see the 360 yeah yeah and and i don't know if that's based off the storyline or it's supposed to but they're like don't look at it you're going to disappear and they and you know they're like do you remember anything it seems like there's no pacific target it's just like if they come across you you're gone yeah yeah so that's kind of impression but then the marked teens plotline. True. And the, and the only and again, so this is referencing um, the a leaked script that one of the uh, the bit part actresses posted on Snapchat. Shout out to her, by the way. Thank yeah, you. thanks, girl. Thanks for <laughs> um, accidentally posting video spoilers. <laughs> you were in two of the most relevant scenes in the entire season, apparently. Um, <laughs> So where, where Liam and Hayden are trying to hunt down all of the marked teens from a party that they were at to help them out. And we do see some shots in the trailer of what looks like a, a ghost rider at, like, a party. Or maybe an 80s rave. It's really it's really hard to tell. So, like, why are they specifically targeting people? Like, I had a theory that, um, I guess, uh, I think it was you, Rachel, that said, Jeff said, the, uh, wow, huh, once you, you come across them, you disappear. And whatever. So I'm like, Styles obviously I think they take Styles first and then there it's after a lacrosse game. So there's still people leaving the cross game. And I always felt like those people that's marked uh, see Styles get taken are witnesses and then they go back to finish the job. At least that's what I assumed hmm. at first. Then I remember, or at least I, I think I remember Styles saying that he was marked because I remember in the trailer he was rubbing the back of his neck. And I'm like, has Styles been seeing the wild hunt 
is he going to be seeing, seeing them the whole entire episode? Because, like, by the time his moment with Lydia, he knows for sure that he's going to be taken. So, obviously, he has that conversation with Dean in the, uh, earlier in the premiere. So, I'm like, is uh, Styles going to be taken and then the witnesses are going to be taken after he does? Or is it does it work another way? Yeah, I mean, I think that he possibly gets marked or sees them kind of at the same time that everyone else does, but they think nothing of it. Um, one Another myth tidbit with the wild hunt is they, you may, like, go ride with them in your dream, and then if you wake up from your dream while you're, ha- like, in the middle of it or something like that, you could get taken. Like, if you hear them overhead and you peek out, you can get taken. Uh, so I'm wondering if, you know, it starts out as a dream, something random, and then they actually see them. He realizes he's been marked. Lydia's noticing that people are disappearing, and that's why he gets the conviction that, like, I've got all the symptoms. <laughs> I'm next. Because I know in the uh, 360, I'm bringing it up again, but in the 360 trailer, uh, the one with Malia Liam and... Um, uh, Mason, he says, mm-hmm. you forget you, before you take it, you start losing your memory first. Mm-hmm. So you lose parts of it, and then so I'm wondering if Styles going to lose his memory, if he's going to see it more than once, or is he going to start I don't know, it's, it kind of seems like you forget first, or at least bits of it first, and then you're taken. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it, def- it was really, again, it was like mixing what we thought was going to happen to people who weren't taken with happening with people who were taken. Yeah. yeah. So it's really confusing to figure out what the order is in terms of what you're supposed to look out for. The sequence of events as a whole in this trailer was, like, apparently, I mean, for me, definitely was confusing, and a lot of people, like, sent me a lot of asks about sequence of events, and, um, you know, there's just not enough information about it right now. It's really hard to It seems to be almost all from episode one to start with. Yeah. Like, all the dramatic bits. I want to know where that blue jacket is, so I'll know what episode I'm going to be living in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I know most, I feel like most of the style scenes are for the core, throughout the course of the season. Because I, Paul, the team with Weeka Guy, said that Jeff said um, he filmed a healthy amount of style scenes. I think he said uh, a couple hours worth. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to chop the scenes up yeah. for the uh, for the release, like maybe eight or nine episodes. And we're going to see bits and pieces of where Styles is. And that's how they're going to keep him in the season without you know, showing him too heavy, but yeah, I think most of this stuff is probably from the first maybe five episodes, Mm because they still don't have a complete season, so I don't even... Yeah, and Lydia is wearing, I think, three, maybe four different outfits. Um, She's wearing the blue and pink top, where we saw in the behind the scenes of her running to Styles' Jeep. Which I think they edited it to make it look like it's night in the video. I think that, like, they filmed during the day, and it's what we saw them filming is actually them editing it. You're right. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But she is, we do see her at the Stolinski house in the daytime, in that outfit. I had that thought, too, but I don't know why she would, like, run out to his car and then, like, do it again. Um, It it could be that she thinks that something's wrong, and then, you know, Scott and Malia follow her, and they're just like, oh my god, what's wrong? And then they turn around, and Styles is standing there just fine. Like, you know, it, it, it no, seems Dylan like it could be a bunch of tricks day. of filming. 
Yes, it seemed like the editing team uh, changes the lighting of the show to make everything seem more spookier, seem spookier and darker than what it really is. Because it could be a beautiful day in California when they film it, but it looked like it's winter in Wisconsin. Like, <laughs> how much money do they spend on making it look like there's no light? Like, that's a they lot. Spend of a energy. lot of money. Yeah. They spend a lot of money. Um, so she was wearing, and she's wearing that when she's in the woods staring into the distance and you see her car and Styles' car behind her. Mm-hmm. She's got the blue jacket when she screams and she's running through the hallway. She has, um, the red floral dress for the Banshee fight episode. So that's an entire one on its own. And then she has the blue floral long sleeve dress when she gets zapped and knocked back by the television. That's the uh, There's also the short sleeve V-neck dress that she wears in the tunnels with Malia and Liam. Yeah, but that one almost looks like she's got the jacket on. I couldn't really tell. No, it's short sleeve. It was too dark. I couldn't. I, I have to go back and watch it because, like Kay said, it was completely dark in there. I was um, like, oh my god, I see a V-neck. When was the last time Liam Martin wore a V-neck? Because <laughs> um, the long. Because the long sleeve flower dress is also the dress she wears in the first episode when yeah, where they the take city a picture. Moment. Yeah, yeah the city moment. Is this is the uh that dress is the picture and all that uh, the same episode? Like, are they yeah, taking that? Has to be taking that picture. Or? Yeah, it's got to be like you know a second semester senior year picture that they take, and then Styles has to be standing. I don't. He can't be standing in between. Lydia and Scott, because if she, if he's supposed to be there, then they completely forgot to tell Hollands to not, like, put her legs up on the Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, is he, like, sitting on the table, like, doing immature white boy gang signs? <laughs> like, what's going on here? <laughs> he has to be. Because I'm like, that space is too small for Styles to sit in, so... Yeah, and be. her leg is just straight up... She's, like, got, sitting on one foot, basically. She, isn't she straddling the bench? Scott. She straddles the bench. One, like, leg is kind of on the bench. So she's, like, half on it, basically. But the main point is, Styles could not sit there unless he was on Lydia or Scott's lap. And personally, we all know that Scott McCall would win. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, the uh, dress, the flower dress is the hand-holding scene. Which is very awkward. I think so. I think so, but I feel like I, I looked at it and I like I like screenshotted it and I was so sure. And people were like, "That's not it." And I was like, "Listen." It looks both of the sleeves looked plaid to me, and huh. I just got really confused. She, the um the the flower dress with the handholding scene. That's the same scene. She was uh I don't know if you guys seen the behind the scenes picture of Holland on her phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's- yeah, that's that dress because she mm-hmm. she filmed. I remember she filmed like a couple of days, like almost two weeks in that dress. Well, I'm like, yeah. okay, what's with the? Because you know the block tape, we kind of confused things. And she kept wearing that dress, and I'm like, yeah. When I saw it, I was like, okay, that Styles uh, red plaid shirt that he's wearing in the trailer. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, from it in the flower dress, which is how I pointed it out. So the thing I is, though, definitely. it looks like there could be a, like holding hands over the Jeep console. I I like watched it a couple times trying to figure out where they could be because like secretly I want them to be like standing up outside of Lydia's house because he like ran to find her when he saw people were forgetting him. But um, it looks like they could be holding hands over the Jeep console in that or, like, picture because the the tape the hands are at a height. Yeah. That's the problem. 
And then the other yeah. thing is that when I when you look at Lydia when she says I won't, someone's moving outside like by her head. <laughs> like there's a person that like walks behind her. Unless, like, the lighting abruptly changes for two seconds and there's no... No, it's a person. There's someone walks there. So I'm, like, throwing that out there for observation as well. That is a thing that happens. And maybe it's just because it's, it's post-lacrosse game and so people are milling about putting their stuff in the locker room, like, going in and out of the school, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And they're accidentally having this super intense conversation around people. <laughs> and, like, a, a crew member just walks behind them <laughs> during the big city moment. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i think it is about time to wrap this up um guys thank you so much for participating in this special edition of city of cast it's been a pleasure chatting with all of you about the kids about the bays um it's always a pleasure um so as usual my name is rachel i'm ron gasm on tumblr my name is rosemary and i'm Roy Boat on tumblr my name is also rachel but you can find me at it's always lydia on tumblr my name is Kay, and you can find me at Styles Band Cheese. And please do. She's great. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you in November. Probably we'll see you before then, but I would just like to emphasize how much I want it to be November, so I'm going to pretend that it's, like, off in the near distance. See you in November, guys. Oh, it's so soon. <laughs> it's right around the corner. Bye. At Cydia Cast, we review and discuss our favorite Cydia fix. If you enjoy the fic as much as we did, be sure to leave the author some love and encouragement. You can find us on Tumblr at the URL Cast or on Twitter at Cydia underscore cast. A huge thank you to our editor, Rosemary, Row Your Boat on Tumblr, for making this possible, and to you, our listener, for tuning into this episode. See you next time. <laughs>